everyone. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. Kent Maddox here along with Beverly Maddox. Beverly, having a good day? I'm having a great day. I'm trying to get used to your radio announcer voice. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, This still, is my podcast it, anointing. It, it, well, and it's very real. <laughs> it's very powerful. Just telling you, I'm very thankful for the soundboards in this room because he's loud. But I really appreciate it. And he really is excited about everything that we have going on. So Carry on, sir. Carry on. Many of you have already uh, gotten our free uh, workbook that we've put out during this promotion time. This will be the last opportunity on our podcast to get this. Uh, This is our transformation workbook that uh, Beverly and I put together. It's based on identity, alignment, empowerment, and assignment. And you'll be hearing a message about that today from Glory of Zion with our friend Chuck Pierce that uh, he allowed Beverly and I to come out and uh, got to share with them. We want to show you that message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. If you're, if you're listening, you'll be able to hear the message. And uh, if you'd like, this is your last chance uh, here on the podcast to get this free workbook. It's simply lifeoffreedom.site slash free. Don't hold it in. Let it go. Lifeoffreedom.site slash free. <laughs> Uh, you can get get a hold of uh, the workbook. Beverly and I had a time we uh, with Chuck at Glory of Zion. That's what we wanted to show today. Something very prophetic and powerful happened. We were able to release this message as a prototype yes. uh, for the state of Alabama and the nation. We want you to hear that message. It was anointed uh, by the Holy Spirit, and you'll be able to listen to that today on the podcast. Uh, but Beverly, we had a great time with Charles Martin. Tell them what happened about that. Well, no. We we every year we we try to bring a first fruit to to Chuck. I mean, we honor him. He's been such a, a huge blessing in our life, and you know it's hard to buy for Chuck. I mean, he's you know he's Chuck, and he's just actually very easy. And uh, we just kind of run out of resources to to keep getting unique gifts. So Kent started thinking about our friend Charles Martin, who had been here with us recently. And he traveled with us when we were Kent Maddox Ministries everywhere. And oh my gosh, all the time we had. But he is anointed to play the saxophone and to see people healed, set free, delivered, totally walking in freedom. And it's a gift. I mean, that sax becomes so much a part of him. It's it's just as if when you prophesy a word of knowledge mm-hmm. that the sax is prophesying. And so Chuck had been praying, little did we know, had been so praying. So we just felt led for Charles Martin I'm, to go with I'm us. I'm getting there. I know, I'm just helping fill in the blanks. I know. I don't tell I'm a story the same right. way that you do, but I'm getting there. So we really wanted to bring him something special. Little did we know that he had been praying. Chuck had been praying for a, a really anointed saxophonist. And so when we... He actually said the Lord spoke to him that that there would be a sound of a saxophone released. I'm getting would, there. Okay, okay. I was going to talk about okay. the very first part of that. We didn't know that until afterward. So we get there, and it is just it's always, first of all, as soon as I get outside of the building, my heart is just beating so fast because I love the head of the year. It sets my whole year. We get to see people that we really only get to see once a year unless we are speaking with them or traveling or something. And so we get in there and it's just this incredible atmosphere of worship and dance and first peoples and the whole, all of the nations are represented. Am, am I painting the scene? And so Kent preaches this 
fire word and then releases Charlie to get out there and just blow that saxophone. Well, little do we know that morning, the Lord had spoken to Chuck that he was answering prayer and told him to wear his socks with saxophones on it. We have a picture of this. Could not make this stuff up. So go ahead. You well, I'm just, so the Lord spoke to Chuck that there would, so before we got there with Charles, yes. God had spoke to Chuck that there would be a sound of a saxophone yes. release that would release a tremendous anointing for healing. Yes. That morning of the time that Charles was with us, that he had yes. never met Charles before, uh, God told him to wear socks that had saxophone players on them and that there would be a release in his own physical body, yes. Chuck's physical body for healing. And it happened. We're going to get to show show you some of well, it today. Well, that's where I was landing because that's what happened as Charles blew the saxophone, not even knowing that Chuck had had all of that download and was wearing his saxophone socks and God healed him. I yeah, mean, it, was, it was really miraculous. And, you know, any of you who have ever just had, you know, some chronic things that you just can't seem to shake, and especially with Chuck's very heavy travel schedule over the years, just things, you know, but he was healed in that moment. And then he showed everybody his socks. You just, get, I'm sorry, I get so excited. I kept <laughs> hitting the table, bursting the guy's eardrums, but it was amazing. And I'm really hoping that Charles gets to do more things with Glory of Zion. He fit right in with them. Charles Martin pastors in Oklahoma City. You can find him online. He's a powerful minister of the gospel. Uh, so hopefully you'll get to hear that sound. So we're going to play that. If you're listening, you'll get to hear it. If you're watching, you'll get to see it where Charles releases the sound. I promise you, just get ready for something to shift in your health and in your sphere, uh, spiritual atmosphere when you hear this sound. Uh, we'll show you that. Then we'll show you the message where we preach on transformation in this workbook as a prototype. Uh, and uh, hopefully it'll be a, be a blessing to you as you watch all of this. And uh, God will release something powerful to you. And then Bev and I will be back to share some final comments and some prayers. I do want to go ahead and just prepare you that Kent is under such a fierce anointing. I mean, it. this word, I mean, it just is so powerful. So just have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive, because it is really amazing. Everyone there was so blessed. We're still here. And of course, everybody there, it, it functions under such an amazing anointing. But I'm I'm Kent's wife. I'm particularly proud of him. So I just have to tell you, it's really an incredible word. I pray you receive it. Thank you, Beverly. Let's glow, go to glow to. Let's go. Let's glow, right let's on, glow on. Let's go to glory of Zion. Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. I tell you, it's tough to leave this mountaintop place. I'd like to stay here all the time, wouldn't you guys? My wife, Beverly's here with me. Bev, would you stand up, please? For, for time's sake, she'll just wave at you today. We also have some of our pastoral team from Alabama, Jeff and Danlin Digby. Would you guys stand up, Jeff and Danlin, real quick as some of our pastoral team? One of our Alabama cohorts, Wayne and Jennifer Lee, are here. Would you guys stand up, Wayne and Jennifer Lee? We love and appreciate them. We are so blessed to be here at Glory of Zion. We love Chuck and Pam dearly, and Lord have mercy. I guess it, if it weren't for Chuck, I wouldn't have made it, I don't think. He prayed me through some tight spots, and uh, we're just so thankful for them, thankful for you, thank, thankful for all that's gathered. I want to say a special thank you to Robert Heidler. He has really been helping us lately make the move 
and to move forward. Robert, thank you, thank you so much. We really appreciate. We've been gleaning for your teachings greatly there in Alabama, and thank you so, so much. I got a, some stuff to share with you today that I want to jump into, but I, I love I love bringing something to to like especially to Chuck when I come, like some token of gift or a seed or something, because just to show our appreciation. And this year, I just felt it was interesting. I reconnected with a gift, I believe, to the body of Christ, which is Pastor Charles Martin. He pastors in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and he and I used to travel together 25, 30 years ago. He is one of the most anointed vessels just to release a sound that I've ever been around, and I wanted him to connect with Glory of Zion and Chuck, but I wanted him to be a blessing to you, and I've asked him if he wouldn't uh, just come and blow his saxophone for us before I preach. Would, would you put your hands together for Charles Martin? He's such a wonderful man. Maybe he wants to greet you, and then I'll, we'll jump into it. We won't be forever. Glory to God. Give Jesus a hand praise. Amen. Go ahead and play that track there. Wow, how many is looking forward to a miracle in your life by the Holy Spirit? This apostolic move across the country, thank God for Chuck Pierce, what God has called him to do. I think you know this song. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands to worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory. Soundtrack in my monitors, please. And the honor. Lord, we lift our hands to worship as we lift your holy name. And you are great. You do miracles too great There is no one else like you There is no one else like you For you are great You do miracles so great There is no one like you, dear Jesus There is no like you 
Whoa. Can't. Now, as you're coming, I want to say something. You just witnessed, this afternoon, sometimes I'll show you the miracle anointing that is coming. Yeah, that's right. But some of us miss when God manifests that miracle in front of us. I went to Justin two months ago, and I said, you know, we've got sax players, and some of them have been in Grammy-winning bands, and they have played at the Apollo, and there's got to be a freedom for them to get free. And I said, I'm going to ask the Lord to send an example so that those with the sax can get free with their sound. And see, all of a sudden, there's that miracle manifesting of a prayer that was asked two months ago. And all of a sudden, it's going to loose every sax player under its hearing. All of you on the web, you need to know God is coming to set your gift free. He will demonstrate to you, get in that miracle flow and let it go in Jesus' name. Wow. While, while you're continuing to give, Chuck, I don't want to be out of order, but uh, Charlie, would you just come on? I just really felt like you were just to play that just for one or two minutes straight to Chuck. Just in Chuck's inner being. While they keep giving, if you would just release that sound right into Chuck's inner being, just right into his body. Wow. 
Can somebody praise God here just for a moment? Wow. Woo. The Lord is saying the same thing he said to Naaman. This, is it just too hard for you to be dumped in the Jordan if you really want your miracle? He's saying, is it just too hard for you to recognize and stand before a saxophone, let it blow into your gut? Recognize your miracle when it's coming towards you. Wow, can we give God one more hand of praise in the house? Just one more. Charlie Martin, thank you so much, my friend. I hope you come back here to Glory of Zion time and time again. We love you very much and blessings. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We want to jump right into this because I know we're short of time. In the year of divine recovery, I just want to show you a quick picture of Alabama. The Lord put us in a major shift. It was such an affirmation to us, Beverly and I, when Chuck released the word that this was the year for divine recovery. Two months before he did that, we made a major shift in Alabama. There's a picture on your screen. Uh, hopefully that you can, you'll see. We'll put up the first slide. Just before Chuck released this word, we moved 200 people in addiction onto our campus. And they're now going through divine recovery. How about that for the glory of God? So those are 200 folks that live with us now. And it is a wonderful, messy, glory experience. And uh, we love that tribe, and we just wanted to show them that we do believe they are of first fruits of divine recovery coming to our lives this year. And we thank God for them, and you'll be hearing more about them. A quick update uh, you, from Alabama. We did launch out in all Alabama 2020. Well, next slide, please. And we started traveling. We went to all 67 counties. There's a QR code there if you'd like to stay up with what's happening in Alabama to pray or just be aware of the different things that are happening in our state. We are contending for the state of Alabama and all the prophecies that God has spoken, especially through Chuck, that Alabama would go first. It would be a prototype. And as Alabama went, so would the nation go. And I'm here to testify you that the glory of God is moving in the state of Alabama. And we are seeing a first of that happening. The next slide you'll see, we've shifted from uh, county by county to now we have 12 apostolic hubs that have formed throughout the state according to chuck's prophecy that's the stars these are apostolic hubs that now are governing in those territories we're there for two reasons chuck's word was we would throw down thrones of iniquity and then we would reestablish the apostolic hubs and so now every rosh kadesh in one of those areas every new moon we are there tearing down iniquitous strong strongholds and establishing the apostolic hubs in the state of alabama traveling as an apostolic team throughout the state month by month aligning our state with god's timing and god's purposes and so october 8th 
Chuck will be coming back to Word Alive for an all-in-Alabama gathering. All 67 counties will be presented again. And the Lord said every tabernacle, if we would bring the entire state to him, we would receive a fresh wind and fresh strategy to move back into the next season. So I'm here to prophesy Alabama is going to go first and Alabama is going to fulfill its prophetic purpose and its destiny in the name of Jesus. Amen. So just a quick update on Alabama and October 8th is going to be a big time and we're excited for Chuck to recommission us as a state as we move forward. This is what I want to jump into. I felt like Chuck kept using the word prototype and we've been praying, Lord, give us strategy, give us instruction. And we really felt like God did that recently. The next slide, I've got, this is the first time I've ever talked about this publicly. I've just Bev and I have released a new transformation workbook. There's just a few of them here with us that's available today. But this is basically our prototype. I wanted to preach and talk to you about this today to show you an example. I'm not saying it's everybody's prototype, but it's a prototype God has given us so the apostolic building can pioneer along with the prophetic decrees and overthrowing of the territory so that we can establish strong apostolic transformational doctrine. Now, what it got exciting to us was we realized the next slide, you'll see a transformation map. And this is something we kind of were part of designing. You'll see that 80% of society live down on the low point of shame, guilt, fear, and anger. That's in and outside the church, by the way. But we realized if they moved in any one of these four principles I'll talk to you about today, they begin to move exponentially down the line of transformation. Now here's a bomb I want to drop if it's okay. In the midst of all this, we realized he that winneth souls is wise. That's not in the New Testament. That's in the book of Ecclesiastes. So we've, I've grown up all my life thinking he who when his souls is wise is it how many people I can get to accept Jesus. That's not what it's talking about. I can win your soul with kingdom principle. You see, we, we've got to change our method. We're trying to get people to accept a Jesus that they don't know. So we're having people pray a prayer possibly so they don't go to hell so they can go to heaven, but there's no transformation now because we're not preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And so we realize anytime I can engage people with the kingdom, even pre or post Jesus, The kingdom of God itself has the power because of Jesus that they can begin to experience transformation in their life and I can win their soul. I can move them from anger to peace. I can move them from fear to joy. I can move them from darkness to light. And in that process of illumination, you can't help but find Jesus because Jesus is the kingdom of God. And so the Lord began to give it, and I know that's kind of a bombshell for a lot of us, but I've just got to say it because, you know, Chuck said last night, we just got to start saying some things, and we just got to start saying when things ain't working, they ain't working. Yeah. 
And so, you know, most of us have been involved in this, you know, this, this type of gospel preaching. If you died tonight, do you know where you would go? Yes, the morgue. It's an irrelevant question. You know, when people are here trying to find their way, it's irrelevant at the point when you start talking about that. There has to be an encounter. We've got too many people in church that's bought a fire escape out of here thinking they prayed a prayer and they never really ever entered the kingdom. So you wonder why our churches lack power and are looking to try to get power from the political crew because we have no power, because we have no kingdom people, because we've not preached the kingdom message and nobody's had an encounter. You can't join the kingdom. You can join a church, but you can't join the kingdom. You've got to be born again to come into the kingdom. It's an encounter. It's a transformation. So we developed a prototype based on identity, alignment, empowerment, and assignment. Identity, alignment, empowerment, and assignment. This is kingdom principles that we have found to hold true that once applied in someone's life, it brings exponential transformational growth, opens their hearts, and they enter the kingdom of God. I want to run through with you really quick. First of all, identity. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I've heard that all my Christian life, but never understood it till recently when I realized that's actually talking about my identity. Don't be conformed to the, what the world wants to put you in. Develop yourself a kingdom identity. We got to move away from the whole Republican, Democrat, white, black, Catholic, Baptist. We got to get out of that thing. We got to find our kingdom identity. Now, this is very powerful. It's, 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 it's in depth, but that's why I wrote the book because I needed it. I'm calling it, I should have called it Transformation for Dummies. You know what I mean? Like, like there's some complex subjects, but they're not, they're, they may be complex, but actually they're simple and profound once your eyes are open to see the truth of the Word of God that's in here. This identity in Romans 12, how many of you know the Holy Spirit has gifts? Right? You get, they're activated when you receive the Holy Spirit. How many know Jesus has gifts? These are gifts given to the church, but God the Father has gifts. I seldom hear about those. These are Romans 12 where it says he's given to us prophecy, serving, teaching, exhorting, giving, leading, organizing, mercy. These seven creative, redemptive gifts are in all of humanity. You don't get that when you're born again. You get that when you get to earth. You don't get these when you get born again. You get born again because you got these. Because God sent you here with an identity, but what happens, we fell and bumped our head, got amnesia, and the Holy Spirit has to wake us back up to who we actually are. And these redemptive gifts, though not talked about as much as the Holy Spirit, in my opinion, are the most important because they determine the way you act. Some of you are strange. 
some of, I am strange, but I'm not strange because I'm strange. I'm strange because I'm gifted. Look at your neighbor, tell him, I knew you were strange. I just didn't know it was because you gifted. Let me, hear me really. These are very powerful. These seven redemptive gifts are found throughout the Bible in order in a hundred different sevens. Seven days of creation, seven pillars of wisdom, seven churches of revelation, seven last sayings of the cross. Every seven identifies these gifts in order. That's how important they are to God. Every gift carries a blessing and a curse. You don't even know what to pray off you till you know who you are. My curse ain't your curse. If you're trying to break my curse off you, that ain't going to happen. You got to break your curse off you once you realize actually who you are. They're found in the seven days of creation. Day one, God said, let there be light. That's the prophet portion that's in this room today. Many of you have that as I'm talking. You feel it on the inside of you because God gave you that when you came to earth. You've got the ability to look at something, see light and darkness and speak truth into chaos and you've had it since you were born. Day two, he separated the firmament. That's the water of the washing of the servant. The servant spirit in an, in an organism has the ability to keep the atmosphere clean. Servants, even though the most humble of gifts, have the most powerful effect because they keep the atmosphere clean through their servanthood. Day three, he created birds, or day three created trees and plants, seed-bearing things. This is the teacher. The teacher has the ability to take what's spoken here and multiply it into others' lives through the sowing of the seed, multiplying itself. Day four, he made the star, sun, moon, and, and, and all, the, all the heavens, the stars, the moon, the sun. This is the exhorter. They have the ability to make God big for people and magnify people. They have, they have the ability to take a prophet's message and get it to the masses. See, if we could ever start working together instead of against each other. See, I may not have the ability to get a hold of what Robert Hodler or Chuck gets a hold of, but baby, put it in my hands and I can preach it. You know what I'm talking about? I'm clueless to a lot of it, but I just take it and preach the hound out of it, whether I understand it or not. Why? That's who I am. And see, you just got to be okay. That's just who you are. You don't have to be me. You don't have to be Chuck. You don't have to be anybody else. You can just be you, and God use you mightily. I can't even spell Rosh Kadesh, but I celebrate it. Come on. all right day five the giver right birds and fish they're the most nurturing animals on the planet a bird in new york city in a concrete jungle can find plastic and stuff and make the most beautiful home while they're nurturing by nature the giving spirits in this room you're nurturers you know how to nurture and prepare for inheritance for the future then how about day six you ruler organizers that's when he created man and said, you have dominion and you organize everything. 
All in order. Day seven, God rested. That's the mercy gift. They know how to go into the sacred, sacred and bring it back into the secular and make it holy. And you can hear, you feel it when you're that gift, giftedness. Let me give you one quick picture, just to kind of a quick illustration to show you who you are. Let's say we're at a party. Somebody comes out with a cake, and, they, and so you'll understand these, these gifts. Somebody drops the cake and spills it. Reaction, profit. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I knew as soon as I walked in here with that furniture's in the wrong place, and something's going to happen tragic in this house. What does a servant do? It ain't in their house, and they grabbed a towel down the floor, cleaning it up. What does a teacher do? Draws you a diagram. If you reorganize all the furniture in here and you get this here, this here, this here, then you won't ever have this problem again. What does the exhorter do? I just start telling jokes because I don't want the party to stop because somebody dropped a cake. What does the giver do? He's already out the house, gone bought another cake. He said, I'll fix this right now. What's the ruler organizer do? He starts telling everybody else what to do. You clean it up. You go buy a cake. You move the furniture. You. What does the mercy gift do? Goes, puts her arm around and said, oh, honey, I've done that a hundred times. Don't you worry about that. And they lie and they never drop the cake, but they're mercy motivated. But isn't it beautiful when you realize every one of those are in this room inside of us. We are powerful when we're the body of Christ. That's why when the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go, that's not Christianity. That's according to his or her giftedness. You can't raise all your children the same. They're all gifted differently. You can't coach all kids the same. They're all gifted differently. If you had this revelation, it changed everything in your life. It tell you why your husband acts the way he does, why your wife acts the way she does. I'm an exhorter. I can do this 24/7 with people day in day out. My wife's a prophet. This would kill her. She got to have some space. And never forget, Bev, if you don't mind me telling this story. We had a tragedy in our family, had a loved one die. We went and did the fam- funeral, got back, and I knew Bev was troubled about it, and I'm just all up in her face. Can I do anything for you, honey? Can I help you? Can I? And she's just like, eventually she said, would you just leave me alone? And I thought, bitch, you know, <laughs> like, what do you mean, leave you alone? I'm trying to help you. I mean, I'm going overboard trying to help you. Here's what's crazy. I could have gone and played golf, done anything I wanted to do and just got out of her space and she would have been the happiest person on the earth. Why? A prophet needs space to process. If, if she had left me during that process, I would have thought she's the worst person in the world. How do you leave me in my time of darkness? It's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's prophet or exhorter. If we ever get to find out who we really are, we're going to fix a lot of things in this place. All of them come with a blessing and a curse. It's all, they do. They come with one. 
as an exhorter, I would live under a Midianite curse, Canaanite curse. I'm, I go and I'm under an obsessive workload and I'll put everybody around me in that same obsessive workload because I'll say yes to everything. You got to recognize it, know how to break it, know how to get a Sabbath going, know how to get things going. But if you don't know who you are, you don't know what to break. The last seven sayings of the cross redeemed all the curses. For the prophet, because one of the prophets can be unforgiveness because they see what's supposed to change and things don't change. So on the last saying of the last seven sayings on the cross, and I'm going to spend a little more time here, the prophet portion was redeemed when Jesus on the cross said, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. The servant was redeemed on the cross, second saying where Jesus said, today you will be with me because the servant always struggles with inferiority. The teacher, how about this? On the cross, Jesus said, behold your mother to John. John was a teacher. Behold your mother, why? Teacher's downfall or selective responsibility. That curse has to be redeemed. Exhorters, Father, Father, why did you, for, please, you forsook me. Exhorters, our biggest thing we fight is rejection. The giver, on the fifth one, Jesus said, I thirst. Why givers are very difficult to ever receive. They'll give, but they don't know how to receive, and that has to be broken by the power of the cross. The exhorter, I mean the uh, a ruler organizer, it is finished. Because there's always so much to do, you gotta learn to work from a finished place, not trying to finish something. The mercy portion, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. On the cross, Jesus didn't just pay for your salvation, he paid for your gift to find its full manifestation in your spheres of influence. Touch somebody say, I'm about to find my identity. Two and quickly, alignment. Y'all don't need much on this. I learned all this from Chuck and Robert. The magnet that Robert uses is so powerful. We all have the same things inside of us. Some are powerful and some are not. Those that are powerful, just one different thing. They're aligned. They're just aligned. And that's the only difference between powerful people and people that don't have power. They're just not aligned. I only know of two things that I have that I can align with. There's only two things I know of that I have that I can align with. Time and money. That's all I got. You can praise God and dance as loud as you want to, but until you start using your time and your money to align, you won't ever align. That's why it's so powerful what we've been taught here at Glory of Zion, how that we can truly embrace God's timing and first. It's Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge God. He shall direct your path. Honor the Lord with your substance, the first fruits of your increase. Your barns shall be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst forth with new wine. It's the most important thing we can, we can do. It's difficult for me to Sabbath because I, I like it when people need me. 
That's an exhorter curse. But I was resting with Bev. She's trying to teach me to do this better the other day. The Holy Spirit said, your rest is your warfare. Because I'm sitting there saying, Lord, I should be praying. I should be. The Lord said, your rest is your warfare. But we don't know that if we're not aligned. And we don't really understand how to walk in that. And that's, a lot of this is self-explanatory, so I won't spend a lot of time there. I feel like I'm a kindergarten preaching to a college-educated crowd. But you got to align, and it's remarkable, the body of Christ, what happens, you know that you can align with the kingdom with your time and money before you know Jesus. If you can get people honoring God, I promise you they are going to find the kingdom of God. That's why this transformational principles work in secular society. They work coaching baseball teams. They work in your family. They work in every area of your life. So not only do we find our identity, but we learn how to align with the kingdom of God. See, the Bible says we all seek, but we don't seek like the Gentiles. They're worried and stressed all the time with how they're going to get what they need versus we seek the kingdom of God first. The other day, yesterday, Chuck blew my mind. He said, we're out of money. And God says, go write checks. Well, that's not leaning on your own understanding. But what happened? He aligned with heaven. And the next thing you knew, out of a spirit realm, he drew $200,000. Come on, somebody. If you're going to unlock new supply chains in this season of divine recovery, we're going to have to get aligned with our time and our money so we're at the right place at the right time with the right stuff. Three and quickly, empowerment. This is Matthew 16. I say to you, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus said, I will build my church. I learned this from Dr. Ed Savoso. That word is ecclesia. Jesus only mentioned it twice in the whole Bible. Didn't tell anybody how to plant one or how to govern one. And you wonder, why didn't Jesus have to tell anybody? Because he was not using the word we know as church. He was using the word ecclesia. Ecclesia was sent ones from another kingdom, called out ones. And a kingdom sent them under the authority of that king or emperor. And their job was to cause where they were sent to, to become like the place that had sent them. And, the, and what gave them the authority was the military and economic backing of the king. So in a very short time, of, short time, Jesus had witnessed and the disciples, all of Palestine had become like Rome because Rome had sent an ecclesia. So Jesus tells his disciples, I will build my ecclesia. In other words, I will do just what Rome has done. I will build my ecclesia, but the ecclesia I build, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. For I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, and what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Our problem is we've been trying to build the church instead of using the keys. Touch your neighbor say, quit trying to build a church and just start using the keys.
Mm. Isn't it interesting? This whole ecclesia concept. In the Western mentality, we've had this thing. We gather, we catch fish. You know, we got the pictures on our car. We catch fish. And here's our Western church mentality. We get them in a church and we just try to keep them fresh. And keep them saved. Until the big ship comes one day. And we'll put all of our fish in the big ship. And then the big ship will take us to the big aquarium somewhere in the sky. And we're going to all get to swim together. If that's true at baptism, we should just hold you under. And just let you go straight on to the big aquarium in the sky. You don't have to do the boat thing. But how do you know the Bible says you were saved and have a holy calling? We're not called just to get saved and stay saved with Jesus. Jesus didn't die to make us safe. He died to make us dangerous. I ride by church buildings and they have a sign, deliverance service tonight at six o'clock. What demon possessed person's gonna whoop in there at six o'clock? Like, oh yeah, let's go there. We need to get cast out. Have you lost your mind? Ain't no sign of deliverance service gonna bring any demon possessed people to the church. If you wanna get around some demon possessed people, you better get out of the church and go find out where the demons are at. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's a prototype. It's igniting the triumphant reserve. You say, what does that look like? My wife and I the other day were out and we were in our city and said, where do you want to go, Bev? She said, let's go to Cracker Barrel. Y'all have Cracker Barrel here? I walked in Cracker Barrel and sat down, and lo and behold, they started serving alcohol at Cracker Barrel. What's the world coming to? (laughs) (sighs) My wife's sitting at Cracker Barrel. All of a sudden, the waitress comes up, starts talking to us. She said, I don't want to disturb you, but I think I know you. You Y'all are preachers. Yes, ma'am. Would you pray for me? This ain't church Cracker Barrel. What happened? My husband died in covid I'm raising children by myself. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know us. Emptied all our pockets. Put all the money in her hand. Prophesied to her. She's sobbing. She's receiving everything. In Cracker Barrel. She goes back to the kitchen. Two minutes later, a waitress comes back from the kitchen, crying, shaking. She said, I feel like the demons are going to get up. What do we do? We cast the devil out of them at Cracker Barrel. You know what happened next, Chuck? A stranger is sitting there watching us. All this, this is public. A stranger sitting there watching Bev and I went, can we be next? I said, what's happening? She said, we're estranged from our children and our grandchildren. We need God to step in and intervene. Next thing you know, revival is happening at Cracker Barrel. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against We got, look, 
I love these gatherings. But we can't just keep gathering and not take a prototype back and start implementing something around our territory. Something got to change. Something got to shift. So we got identity. Knowing who you are. We got alignment. We're doing that. That's why we're here. But we got empowerment. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. I love what Robert was talking about, house churches. Isn't it interesting when Jesus rose from the dead, he didn't come back to the synagogue. He didn't come back to the temple. He didn't come back to a, to a meeting. The cross turned the temple into a table. When Jesus came back, he came back to a table. He came back to a community. He came back to a small group. He came back to his disciples. This is the move of God right now. We got to break out of the four walls of the church and leaven the dough of society with the kingdom of God. All right. Got to go. Assignment. Assignment. Touch your neighbor and say you got an assignment. Luke 9 seemed to be the lowest point of Jesus' ministry. Right? He told these, he said, you perverted, perverse generation. How long must I be with you? Because they couldn't even deal with a demon. So they've seen Jesus do all this work and the disciples couldn't even deal with a demon. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was Jesus, I'd have got me another 12. But he didn't. He took those 12, 70 more, and sent them again. But something happened this time that didn't happen before because they came back rejoicing, saying, even demons are subject to us in your name. What happened? What shifted the spiritual atmosphere to the point where Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning? A strategy. That's what happened. Jesus said, here's what I want you to do. Whatever house you enter into, I want you to bless them. Release your peace, he said. Whatever's set before you, eat it. Minister and proclaim the kingdom. Bless, fellowship, minister, and proclaim. But we've gotten it backwards. We're trying to get people to meet, to accept Jesus before they know Jesus. Let me tell you something about blessing people. Your peace is more powerful than any curse working on anybody's life that you're going to meet. Jesus said the peace is so powerful when you release it, you will feel it leave your body. You'll feel it leave you and you'll feel it connect with them. Your peace has enough power to break any curse on anybody you come into contact with. Peace is not something you need when you lay down at night. It says your shoes are peace. I don't put shoes on to go to bed. I put shoes when I get up ready to go out. 
the God of all peace will shortly crush Satan under my feet. So when I'm out in the community like at Cracker Barrel, all I got to do is bless. I bless you. I can be an act of kindness. It can be a word. It's just a, it's a blessing. Now here's what's cool. If they receive it, I will feel the connection. What's my next job? Get involved with their lives. See how I can make their life better. See how I can move them down the line of transportation. In the process, I'm going to find out what mess they're in. When I find out what mess they're in, the Holy Spirit has given me the power to fix their mess. Once I fix their mess, they're like, what is this? The kingdom of God has come unto you. Right? Here's, I'm about to set you free. You ready? Jesus said, if they don't receive your peace, dust to dust. Well, hold on. This set me free. Everybody's not your assignment. And when they reject you, they're not rejecting Jesus. It's just you're, they're not your assignment. But if they're your assignment, your peace will connect with them and you will have the power. You don't have the power to fix everybody. But you do have the power to fix your assignments. I was with the guy, Bev, and I were doing some work on some real estate up in North Carolina. And I had to get a U-Haul and take a bunch of junk out of the yard. And I hired a guy to help me. Never met him before in my life, Chuck. We're riding. We pull up with the U-Haul. We dump all of our dump off the dump. They weigh us. And I knew I was that, that girl working in the booth that was weighing us. I knew God had something for her. I'd never met this guy. So we pull. We go on up. We dump all our stuff. I come back out. I said, ma'am, you got children. She goes, yes, I do. I said, the Lord said, give you this. And I put $200 in her hand. The Lord said, this is for your children. She starts sobbing, having a Holy Ghost revival in the shack. The Spirit of God hit the front of the U-Haul. The guy I never met before crying said, what in the world is that? I have never experienced anything like that in my life. I said, that's the Holy Ghost because this girl's my assignment today and the kingdom of God is coming there. He said, man, she got blessed. I said, I got good news and bad news. He said, what's the good news? I said, she got blessed. He said, what's the bad news? I said, I gave her the $200 I was going to pay you with. <laughs> he didn't miss a beat. He said, we're going to have to go back and get that deal because I need that $200. Your acts of kindness, your 2,600 scriptures tie righteousness to generosity. My granddaughter broke my heart the other day. She's a waitress. She said, Papa, some, some, some people came in. They know you. They're church people. They said, they know you. They don't go to your church, but they know you. And they asked, could they pray for me? And I said, well, of course. And, and, and I said, did they leave you a tip? She said, not a dollar. Come on. I said, Lord, give them people hemorrhoids and do everything you can do to them to make them. But isn't that a shame? 
ge- the generosity of us. If we just tapped into generosity alone, we could shift the atmosphere of a territory. We've designed this curriculum, this prototype. We've, 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 we've tested it now with 50 couples. What's exciting, it's a four-week course. It's very easy. You can use it anywhere, and then it's du- duplicatable. So you take your friends and those who influence with you, boom. Once they get it, they can take their friends and influence them with it. We believe it can be a tool for us to ignite the triumphant reserve in the state of Alabama. And so we're just prophesying that God is releasing prototypes in this hour and God is raising up kingdom-minded people with kingdom strategy. Jesus is going to build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Let's give Jesus a shout up in here. Come on. One last thing, I want to throw a QR code up here at the end. If you're interested, it's free of charge. If you're interested in finding out more about your redemptive gift, you can just take a picture of that, and it's free of charge, and it'll take you on that journey. Bevan, I just want to bless you. We just stretch our hands towards you, and we just say, Father, we thank you. You're releasing kingdom strategies in this hour. You're releasing, you're releasing apostolic strategy to go with prophetic intercession and prayers. And together we're going to overthrow throes of iniquity and we're going to establish apostolic people in apostolic places and the kingdom of God is about to find its divine expression. In this year of divine recovery, Father, we thank you that today a fresh commissioning is released on our identity, our alignment, our empowerment, and our assignment. We release it in Jesus' name and all God's people said amen. Come on, let's give Jesus one more hand of praise, can we? We hope you are so blessed. We were so blessed to get to deliver this word, blessed to be under that anointing of the saxophone. Bev, would you just pray for all of us today that that same that spirit, that atmosphere of healing and shiftings that we were experiencing could be released again. Father God, you know how I feel about that. I bring it, bring it into this atmosphere. Mm. Every time I come, this is my heart's desire. So Father God, let your manifest presence just be with us. Lord, you're changing and shifting the earth realm. All of the energy and the synergy that has come from the unity of all of the first peoples coming together for all of the sounds released, all of the decrees and the declarations and the honor. Father God, restore honor back to our culture. Father, restore integrity and character and unity. Father, I'm asking you right now that in our earth realm, even though you're moving and shifting and changing and aligning and empowering, give us our assignment for this new era, almighty God. Lord, give it with clarity. This is the year of the mouth and it is the year of supernatural provision. The camels have come. We are releasing every single thing, Father God, that you have declared through the prophets, through the men and women of God who have been seeking your face, seeking your will, seeking your plan, seeking your purposes so that we can realign the earth realm to align with the heavenly realm. Lord, make this a 
thin place in our atmosphere where you are pleased to dwell. Lord, restore our angels. Lord, mm. loose the angel of justice throughout the state of Alabama, Father God. Align us with the honor and character and integrity that you have placed within us, Father God, to represent you as we go forward. Lord, now come. Holy Spirit, come. Power of God, come. Change, come. Transformation, come. Lord, I ask you right now in the mighty name of the all-powerful blood shed on the cross that Jesus now is walking among us, that every single person that we come into contact with, not only do we know that we are in the body of Christ, but that we are the body of Christ, that we are his mouth, we are his eyes, we are his ears, we are his heartbeat in the earth. We're not just his hands and his feet. Father, let us now comfort others with the same comfort that we have been comforted with. Let those words go forth. We decree and declare that as we have gone through all in Alabama, as we have gone through this state, now let the entire nation line up with these decrees and declarations that we have shifted into the now realm. We have shifted into the new day. We have shifted into the new era. And Father, we align with every prophetic word that brings unity. And Father God, we cast out and we cast down anything that brings any other disunity, anything that is not aligned with your perfect will and your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Father, we thank you for the triumphant reserve being ignited yes. by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Yes. We thank you for that sound of healing that yes, was reached Almighty at Glory God. of Zion now to permeate everyone listening at the DNA structural level, realm, cellular level, to bring health and healing. You said yes. in your word, beloved, I that wish above all things that forward. you prosper and be in health. Yes, even as your soul yes, prospers. Lord. And so we receive it mm-hmm. and we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Oh, and even even as that word, and I keep hitting the microphone, sorry guys if you can hear that, but even as that word about healing goes forward, Father, I ask you right now for anyone who's just struggling, let, let's just start with mental health. Anyone just struggling in your thoughts, Give them the weapons of warfare that they need to cast down every imagination. Anyone struggling with chronic pain, this healing is yours. Just ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Anybody that is struggling just with any family issues, any bloodline issues, that healing is also yours. That deliverance is also yours. You have the authority to begin to cast down every bit of iniquitous sin that has brought your family into the third and fourth generations of the fathers under a curse. So we release that sound now to overcome those generational curses and we begin to align with thousand generational blessings right now to go forward into bloodlines. We wrench out any iniquitous roots, anything that has caused your family to be fed from any part of the evil one's plan to destroy and to take down, to take down and to keep your family depressed, oppressed, repressed, mm. disappointed, disillusioned. God never disappoints. God only ever appoints and what he appoints he anoints now it's yours 
declare it, decree it, and stand on it and go forward in the authority that Christ Jesus left in the earth when he said, it is finished. This era is over. We have stepped into a new day and a new era. Don't carry any of that with you. Be healed in the all-powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against prevail against it. Once again, last chance on our uh, workbook transformation. You'll be able to get it later, but we just wanted to offer it for free during this promotional time. You can get it today, lifeoffreedom.site slash free. That's lifeoffreedom.site slash free. We simply want transformation to be ignited in you as you felt it through this broadcast today and Beverly's prayers. We want that to be your day-to-day existence, and we want to see your sphere of influence transformed in Jesus' name. We've enjoyed our time with you. Galatians 5.1 says it is for freedom that Christ has made us free. Be blessed, and we'll see you next time.